welcome to the Abundant Life Church Podcast, equipping people to live successful Christian lives. Good morning, everyone. Can you hear me? Am I good? Can you hear me? Okay, there we are. There we are. All right. Good morning. How are you? Great. Well, I am uh, three cups of coffee in. Last service, I was only two and a half, so you guys get the extra blessing. So if you're not on this level, we're going to take it to this level. So good morning. I'm happy to be with you. My name is Julia Blythe. This is the second time I've said that on the stage because, hey, 2021 wasn't that bad. So my name is Julia Blythe. I am our youth pastor here at Abundant Life with Crave Student Ministry. So if you have a student in 6th to 12th grade or if you're interested in serving, I would love to talk to you because I know you need the prayer. I got you. Don't worry about it. So um, if this is your first Sunday with us, welcome. We are so excited that you're here. So excited you chose to be with us for your 2022 beginning. I do encourage you to come back next week when Pastor John's preaching. <laughs> for those of you online, welcome. We miss you. We are so excited to have you joining us today. Make sure you're blowing up that chat. That is what we want to see. And for the rest of you, so good to see your shining faces. I feel like I haven't seen you guys since last year. <laughs> that was funny. I've waited all morning to say that to you. But I love a good cliche. You know, who doesn't love a good cliche, right? It's that beautiful balance of like cringe and comfort. Cringe and comfort, right? When you sit down to watch a movie, not like a serious movie, guys. Not one where you're like, I want to be intellectual today. No. You've had a long week. You have a pizza because you don't feel like cooking. And you sit down to watch that movie. What do you want? You want to feel some type of comfort. You want the guy to end up with the girl. You want the family to be reunited. You want the dog to live forever. And you want the stadium to chant, Rudy, Rudy. Rudy, right? Clichés are comforting to us. We don't watch movies that we've watched over and over and over again to like be surprised. You watch it because you know what's going to happen because there's something nice right in between that balance of cringe and comfort. But here's the thing about clichés. At one point in time, that was a novel idea. You guys ever think about that? Like what is so like normal and unoriginal to us now, at one point in time, someone was like, oh my gosh, that is amazing. I have never heard this before. And now like you're having a tough day and Patricia comes up to you and she's like, you know what? There's no time like the present. You're like, Patricia, get out of here. Get out of here, Patricia. I don't need your cliches. You don't know my situation. Again, three cups of coffee, guys. I told you, you're going to get on this level, right? Like someone throws a cliche at you and you're in the wrong mood and you're like, mm-mm, not today. We're not dealing with that. We're not dealing with that. But at one point in time, that was like a new idea. And someone was like, that is amazing. I want to put that on a coffee mug and a T-shirt. And then they did, and then it got overused and overdone. But before cliches were like unoriginal, they were like a thing, right? They like motivated people. And I want to go through some of the top cliches with you. And I'm a youth pastor. I work with your students. I like to get them engaged in service. I'm going to ask that you also get engaged in service. So if you know them, I'm going to ask that you join me. 
So the first one is actions speak louder than words. Oh, yeah, you guys are good. The grass is always greener on the The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. What doesn't kill you makes you Love is blind and ignorance is There's no time like the Patricia. Better safe than And my all-time favorite, my all-time favorite. New year. New me. And this one is my favorite because it only comes around once a year, right? Like it's like the first two weeks of January and then after that everyone's like, mm, turns out I'm the same. <laughs> but I love this one because it's like so cliche. But I have to go through the thought process. I'm like someone woke up one one January 1st. They woke up. Yeah! Got out of bed. They went to the mirror, they splashed some water in their face and they said, "This is it. This is my beginning, my new genesis. New year, new me." And then they put it on Facebook and then every other person started putting it on Facebook. That is how I think that that cliche came about. And now here I am, however many years later, and I can't go on on Facebook for the, for the month of January without seeing new year, new me. It's like, "Okay, Chloe, we saw it last year." We get it. Good for you. Good for you. But I love the sentiment behind that one, right? Because I like like I like a fresh start, you know, like I like clean sheets. Changing your sheets best day of I'm not going to tell you guys how often I change my sheets. <laughs> But like I like a fresh start, something new. And I love the sentiment behind this cuz it's like, yeah, it's a new year, it's a new date. We can be whoever we want to be. And it's like, yeah, we can. We can be whoever we want to be. And again, if you're like me, it's like it's not halfway through the year. It's like February 1st and you're like, "Meh. Nope, I'm gonna change my mantra. New year same me. Same me." Out of curiosity, who is a New Year's resolution kind of person? Right? You guys like make your list. Yeah, raise your hand. Raise your hand. It's okay. There's no shame here. No shame in the house, God. Okay. Awesome. However many like 1 to 27 resolutions you might have. Who is a um who's actually ever like done like completed a new year's resolution? Okay, a lot less hands. A lot less hands. Who is like me where it's December 31st and you are over the year. But you're so excited for tomorrow for whatever day, whatever reason. You're so excited that you make a new year's resolution list of like 30 things. and then it is december 31st of the new year like 2022 and none of those things are done anyone yeah my people hello here's the thing um i don't know about you guys but i am in fact my biggest issue yeah i wake up every day deal with me my um my husband says i run on julia standard time which if you're not familiar is approximately 15 to 35 minutes behind regular time. My mom just amened. <laughs> uh I like to be a transparent preacher, so I just want to be honest with you guys, okay? But yeah, like like I'm my own problem. Okay, I like to sleep in. And I like to stay up late, but it's not like staying up late productively. Like I'm not like reading a book, I'm on TikTok for like two hours. And and I'm my biggest issue because I have this whole list of things I want to do. I'm like, yeah, I want to go to the gym every day, and I only want to eat salad, and I'm only going to drink water. 
three cups of coffee. And I'm, I'm only going to do this and this and this. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray every day. And I'm going to pray for your mom every day. And I'm going to pray for my mom every day. And you know what? I'm going to stop buying shoes. And, uh, yeah. and uh, then I get frustrated when those things don't happen. Okay, I get frustrated when I don't meet the mark. Anyone relate to that? Like you have your goals set out, you're like ready, they're like on your fridge posted, or you're the, you're the chaotic type of person who takes a um, dry erase marker and you write it on your bathroom mirror. You're like, yeah, we're gonna do this and this, and then every day is a reminder. Every day is a reminder of what you're not doing. And you get frustrated. You're like, why am I not losing weight? Because I eat pizza every day. Why, why am I not like, progressing in my faith? Why am I not friendlier or nicer to people and I'm always grumpy? Why am I not doing this? Why am I not doing that? And you get so frustrated. We begin, begin to ask why, 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 why? And here's the thing. The reality is that Jesus saved us from who we once were spiritually right? I'm not doomed to an eternity apart from Jesus because he saved me. But spiritual discipline and formation will sustain me in my faith personally. Okay, Jesus saved me from the sinner I was, but it is my job and my responsibility as a believer in that Jesus to put the practice in to sustain my faith personally. And this is what we're talking about today, guys, so... Buckle up. We're, we're going to be talking about this idea of spiritual formation. And it's going to tie into the next three weeks where Pastor John is, is here talking about our Rooted series. But we have to know, as we kick off this new year together, I am not an expert in this topic. I am, in fact, preaching to myself. If I could take notes on what I was preaching while I was preaching, I would be doing it. But I have to preach, so I'm not going to be doing that. So, can you take notes for me? Thank you. I'm preaching myself. I'm not an expert here. I want to be very real with you. Pastors are people. You pray for me, I pray for you. So we are going to talk about this idea of spiritual formation. It might be a little bit different than what you're used to, but I want to encourage you to lean in and pay attention as we kind of get ready to kick off this year with this topic. So let's go ahead and pray, and then we're going to get into this word. God, I thank you. I thank you for every person that's in these seats. Lord, I thank you that we can come together and learn what it looks like to enrich our faith and go deeper in our relationship with you. This morning, God, I ask that our hearts and our minds and our ears would be open to receive what you call us to receive and that anything we don't need would fall flat. We love you, Lord. We ask that you would have your way in this place. And everyone said, amen. That's like my favorite church thing, by the way. Because I'm like, yeah, everybody said, and automatically everyone's like, yeah, amen. Sorry, that was just a rabbit trail. Three cups of coffee, guys. Good morning. So we have to start with the question, right? What is spiritual formation? That's not really like a well-talked-about thing. It kind of sounds a little scholarly, a little academic. You're like, I'm on Christmas break still. Why are you teaching me? This is not school. You are right. But spiritual formation, simply put, is forming ourselves to reflect the character of Christ through daily habits. Forming ourselves to reflect the character of Christ through daily habits. 2 Peter 1, 5-7 states this. For this very reason, make every 
effort to add to your faith, goodness into goodness, knowledge into knowledge, self-control to self-control, perseverance into perseverance, godliness into godliness, love and love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of Jesus. Our spiritual formation roots our faith. Our spiritual formation, forming ourselves to reflect the character of Christ, roots our faith. So we have three main points today about spiritual formation. The first is this. Spiritual formation requires discipline. Yeah, that one's not like a fun one to talk about. You're like, can we actually start on a different one? Please. Discipline like has a bad rap, okay? You like hear discipline, you're like, no. All the, all the kids are like, Mm-mm. no, I don't like that one. But it, like, it makes us feel some type of way. We're like, no, I don't want to touch on discipline. But realistically, we need to look at discipline as a foundation. Discipline as a foundation in our life. Has anyone ever built a house? Not like you personally, like you hire someone to build a house. If you did build your own house, props. Okay, anyone ever built, or seen like a house being built? Or a building, whatever. What's the first thing that you put down? A foundation. So if you, or someone you hire, hopefully someone you hire, gets a whole big truck of concrete, and they just lay it on the ground, and then put a house on top of that, that foundation's going to crack because it is not formed to withstand the weight or the pressure that you're putting on it. So to build a good foundation, the first thing you have to do is you have to start digging. You have to dig deep. And I grew up in Clearbrook, shout out to our Clearbrook campus, and um, we have a lot of like rocks, um, a lot of clay, okay? So it's not like a sandbox, I wish it was. But whenever we would like dig in the yard, you're like, and then the shovel breaks. So to dig deep, to dig deep, to build that foundation requires discipline. Because to lay the foundation, to withstand the weight of your faith and to weather the storms that life is going to throw in you, you need to dig deep. Because if you just lay that concrete on top of untouched earth, it's going to crack under the pressure and under the weathering that you're gonna face in this life. And some of you are wondering why you're cracking, why you're breaking. Look at your foundation. Where is it? Did you just lay it down because it was convenient? Or have you dug and put the work in that you need to put the work in? You have to dig into the dirt and the clay and the rocks because you need to have a house and a foundation that is able to weather the storms. This is how we need to look at discipline in our spiritual formation. It's making a habit in life that takes us deeper in faith. Making a habit in life that takes us deeper in our faith. How are we supposed to speak the truth of God's word over our lives, our kids' lives, our families' lives, or our situation if we just have a surface-level understanding of what God wants for us? Discipline is hard work, but it's also holy work. I'm going to say that again. If you're taking notes, that would be a good one. Discipline is hard work, but it's also holy work. You take the word holy and you look at it as sanctified. And what does sanctified means? It means to set yourself apart. 
So if I'm doing the work that is setting myself apart, not in like a hierarchical way, like, oh, I'm better than you. No, setting yourself apart from who you once were to who God is calling you to be. It's holy work, but it's work. Have you guys ever seen like someone who got really fit? Like you haven't seen them in a while and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, hey, at the grocery store and they're like half the person they used to be. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's the type of person who completes their New Year's resolution and that is who we should strive to be like. But you like haven't seen them in a while and all of a sudden they're like jacked. You're like, dang, good for you, right? They didn't just get fit all of a sudden. It wasn't like overnight and the Lord was like, be blessed. No, they had to put work in and they had to discipline and repeat themselves, the, the actions that they're doing physically to produce a result that they wanted. And if we want to flex our faith in 2022, you might have to start putting in discipline and repetition into the habits that you're doing so that you can build the muscle that you're trying to build so that when the storms of life come and that when your house is getting a little shaken, your foundation isn't going anywhere. Is that okay if I like preach this morning, guys? You, you got to dig deep for your foundation to be sturdy enough to hold the weight of what life might throw at you. You have to put in your discipline and your repetition in your habits of your faith so that you can grow what you want to grow and that you can sustain what you need to sustain. Our second point this morning is that spiritual formation produces longevity. I said it wrong last service, guys. It produces longevity. And this point's going to be a little real for you guys. And I'm a pretty transparent person. I'm pretty honest. So I hope that you know that this is coming from a place in my heart where I have been and where I currently am because I want you to be better and I want myself to be better. Because God has more for us than just sitting in a seat on a Sunday. Faith can be easily based off of our emotions to the point where we dictate the goodness of God based on how I feel during a worship service. We take this emotional high where we're crying and we're singing and we're snotting all over the place. And we tie that to God as if to say, if I don't experience that in church, then God's not with me today. The reality is, Sometimes we come to church and we're in a mood. Sometimes you come to church and no one knows the situation that you walked through. Sometimes you come to church and you want to forget what you did last night. But if I allow those moments where my mind isn't matching my faith to dictate who God is, I am completely misinterpreting and misrepresenting who God is in my life because my mindset, my attitude, and who I am as a person does not dictate the goodness of God. And when my mind is telling me, you're not good enough, you'll never be good enough, you don't look the right way, you don't preach the right way, you, you need to stop talking to people, you just need to go home and not get out of bed this morning. When my mind is telling me that, I have to look at God's track record to remind me that he has never left me, forsaken me, abandoned me, told me I was unlovable, told me I was not good enough, told me that my family can't be restored. I have to look at God's track record because my mind does not dictate the goodness 
of God. And here is where spiritual formation is so important, digging down those roots in that foundation because our faith is not maintained by emotional moments, but it is founded in our spiritual formation. Our faith is not maintained by emotional moments. It is founded in our spiritual formation. It would be so easy for us to walk away from God and his goodness and his plan if we were basing faith on how we felt. You get one little fight with somebody at church, you out of here. God's plan doesn't line up with yours, bye. It'd be so easy to walk away from our hurt, from our pain, but it's a lot harder to walk away from a relationship that we pour time in through reading the word, through praying, through listening, through silence and solitude, or through worship. It's hard to walk away from something that you've invested in. Our formation, our spiritual formation, produces longevity. Our last point this morning is that spiritual formation draws us near to God. Spiritual formation draws us near to God. I don't know how the last year or two or a couple of months have been for you. A lot of us have been exhausted, stressed. Our mental health is on the decline while anxiety is on the rise. Life had slowed down to almost a halting point. And almost instantly, we began sprinting to try to catch up for what we lost. You're taking kids to soccer practice and this kid to that practice, and you're trying to feed your family and make up for your job, and all of a sudden you can't wear sweatpants to work anymore, and you have to like... You can't Zoom, you gotta like be in person. And all of a sudden you're like trying to, to catch up and catch up and catch up and you're so overwhelmed and in the middle of trying to catch up, we've forgotten what we might truly be missing out on. If I can be honest with you, for me personally, faith and spiritual formation is a hard journey. Why? Because I have to look at myself and see where I need growth. And as a Christian, as a follower of Christ, as someone who takes God and his word seriously, that's not an easy thing to do. It's not easy to look in the mirror and be like, you know what, I need to forgive this person. You know what, I need to repent for my gossip. I need to repent for my attitude. I actually need to be better at reading my Bible and praying. And I have this toxic trait where I tend to romanticize the past, right? Where you're like in a season, you're like, this season's hard. Mm. That season was better. But you forget like you did the same thing when you were in that season, right? <laughs> and I tend to like look back on life when I didn't have commitments or I didn't have like, I had more structure, life was calmer. And I, used, I look back on that and I'm like, oh, I wish I could go back to that. I wish I could go back to that. But if I went back to that, I wouldn't have the blessing that God gave me in this moment. If I went back to what I thought was calmer or what I thought was better in a moment that I didn't recognize it, I would miss out on what God has called me to in this position and in this time. And we tend to look back and we're like, oh, life was so much better before this. And you know what? Part of it might have been. But my emotions don't dictate my faith. And my emotions don't dictate the goodness of God. Because through every season, every low, every high, 
God has been the same. His word is truth, and it says God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the church said, oh, that was good. But it can be hard in this season to look at yourself and deal with it. To look at where you need growth and actualize that. Because I don't know about you guys, but it's so easy when I am depressed, upset, stressed, to just look for a distraction instead of an actual answer. It's easy to pull this out. I've had a bad day at work, I just need to decompress. And I start just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And I'm trying to decompress by looking at everyone else's issues. And I wonder why I'm not sleeping at night. I I try to decompress by constantly replaying in my mind why I'm not good enough because I'm looking at someone else's highlight reel. (sighs) Their Christmas cookies were better than mine. (laughs) Patricia! (laughs) It's okay. And we're so fast to pick this up and say, this is my fix, this is my band-aid. And we're so slow to get down and position ourselves in the presence of God where peace is not just said it would be, but it is promised. And it's easy when you don't have a foundation of spiritual formation to misinterpret that because I don't feel the emotional high of God that he's not with me. In this moment and in this moment and the next moment, God is close to the brokenhearted and he rejoices with those who rejoice. I don't know what the last year has looked like for you, but I know that my formation and foundation spiritually draws me near to God so that in the moments when my house is shaken, in the moments when an unseen diagnosis comes through, in the moments when I don't have answers to questions, I'm not relying on my emotions in the situation. My faith is maintained by my formation. Putting our spiritual formation into practice reminds us that no matter our situation or our mood or what our, our mind might be telling us, God is near to me and God is near to you. And as we close this morning, I want to encourage you. This isn't like a finger-pointing, finger-wagging sermon. This isn't a, you need to be better type of thing. No, because I'm preaching myself. This is a moment where so many of us feel overwhelmed, anxious, sad, don't know how to walk through what we need to walk through. And we're just surrounded by question marks. This is a moment where we wonder, when I feel this way, how can I trust that God is this way? And the reality is, when I found my faith and my spiritual formation, when I put daily habits and practices into my life that reflect the character of Christ in me, I don't doubt in the moments that are uncertain. And when I do doubt, because I still doubt, I go back to the truth of God's word. When I feel like I can't keep going, when I feel like, how am I supposed to make this work? When I question, 
How is this situation gonna turn out? I go back to my foundation. Because this year, some of you might have resolutions and some of you might have hopes and dreams. But dreams don't take work to come to reality. The Lord might give you something, but it still requires action behind it to continue to move forward. And you might be here wondering, how is my child supposed to come back to Christ? Are you praying for him? How am I supposed to know who God is and hear his voice? Are you listening? How am I supposed to speak the truth of God's word over my situation? Have you read it? And again, this isn't, this isn't pointing fingers. This isn't a slap on the wrist. This is me encouraging you. God has so much more for you, so much beyond your situation, so much beyond what you could see if you would just lay your foundation deeper. If you would just allow yourself to look in the mirror and be okay with not being perfect, not having it all together, and come and put this down and get on your knees. God's not asking for perfection in our faith, but he is asking for participation. There's no checklist for God to be proud of you. There's no box you can check off or deed you can do to be like the top Christian ever. No. The Lord looks at you and calls you loved and be loved. The Lord sets us apart from who we once were. But to continue to grow and know him, to continue to move forward in our faith, it requires participation on our end through our discipline, producing longevity and drawing near to God in the good moments and in the bad, when I feel like it and when I don't. Because I'm a change every day. Sometimes I'm up here, sometimes I'm down here, but the Lord is the same. And we get caught in this new year, same me mentality in our faith. Because it's hard. And it is hard. Discipline is hard work, but it's holy work. And we get caught in this mentality of, I'm never going to change. My faith is never going to go deeper. I'm never going to pray better. I'm never going to do this. I'm never going to know the whole Bible. But if you would stop centering your faith around yourself and begin to center it around God, you might see a little shift. Because if I'm only relying on me to change me, I'm going to be the same me. But what does Jesus say in Second? What does Paul say in Second Corinthians? He says that we are a new creation in and through Christ. And those are the key words, in and through Christ. That means I'm spending time in his word and I'm letting my mind be renewed through his spirit. We don't have to stick to what we stuck to. You don't have to look at seasons and romanticize what it was. You can begin to walk where God has called you to walk. You can begin to form yourself to reflect the character of Christ. And this is kind of our closing statement. It seems overwhelming, right? It's like the new year and all of a sudden you're like, I have so much stuff to do to be better. How am I gonna do it all? Take it day by day. Because I can pray once, God renew my mind, God make me new. And I know I'm gonna need to pray that the next day. God give me grace, God give me favor, God protect my family. I'm gonna need to pray that the next day. Lord, let me see what you want me to see. Let me speak what you want me to speak. I'm gonna need to pray that the next day. 
day by day by day is how our spiritual formation is founded. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling like I don't know where to begin, just take it from today. And then take it from tomorrow. And then take it from the next day. You know, every year, at the beginning of the year, we, um, as a church, enter into 21 days of prayer and fasting together. And prayer and fasting are spiritual disciplines, they're spiritual formations that found our faith. And the importance of that, both congregationally and individually, is that it lets us practice what the Apostle John writes. He says, Lord, let myself decrease so that you may increase. It takes the mindset off of, I have to solve this, I have to be better, to God, have your way with me. And I encourage you guys, as we go through the next three weeks with Pastor John talking about our Rooted series, Rooted in Prayer, in God's Word, and in community, would you lean in? Would you actively listen and participate? To not just sitting in a seat on a Sunday, to not just posting on your Facebook page, but to say every day, I'm going to root myself in God's word. Every day, I'm going to root myself in prayer. Every day, I'm going to listen to what he's calling me to listen to. Whatever this year brings for us, let's let our faith be founded through our spiritual formation in knowing Christ and trusting God so that whatever is thrown our way, whatever is thrown our way, we will not be shaken starts today and then it starts tomorrow so we're going to pray I'm just going to ask that everyone closes their eyes bow your head and my question for you today as our response is if you're here and you want to take your faith more seriously this year you're here and you want to go deeper you want to lay that foundation you want to practice those disciplines I'm just going to ask that you would raise your hand so that we can pray over you If you're here in the place, would you just raise your hands? Thank you. All around this place, that's awesome. Would you pray with me? God, I thank you for every person that's here. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you that we can draw near to you. God, I pray that as we begin this year, we would see an increase in blessings. We would see an increase in our faith. God, that we would have no fear to go deeper in our relationship with you. Lord, that we would see growth in the places we need to see growth. And that we would see change in the places we need to see change. Lord, I pray over those who raised their hands this morning that you would give them a reminder of the strength that we have through you. That in the moments where we rely on ourselves, we can call out your name. And in our weakness, we are made strong by you. Lord, I thank you that the grass is not always greener on the other side, but your promise is always true. As we begin this year, let us be a church that seeks you, a church founded in practicing your truth, knowing your word. Lord, we pray for a blessing over this year, and we pray for an increase in knowing you. And everybody said, amen. Well, I just want to thank you guys for having me. It's always an honor to be here. Um, Pastor John will be back next week. They're enjoying a nice little 
break because our pastors are amazing and they put so much work into loving you and loving this church. But we are excited for 2022. I'm excited for what this year holds. Next week, we're kicking off our 21 days of prayer and fasting. Um, Continue to just pursue what you feel like the Lord is calling you to fast. And if you have any questions, make sure to check out our app. But other than that, have an awesome week. Be blessed. Uh, That's all I got for you. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you enjoyed today's message. If you'd like to get in touch or would like more resources on how to live a successful Christian life, you can always find us at myabundantlife.com. Have a blessed week.